When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I'm Ryan Zook. And I'm Aaron McMahon. Jim Harbaugh won't be suspended after all this season, but the newly announced three-game ban wasn't levied by the NCAA. Instead, it was Michigan self-imposing the suspension for its ninth-year coach. How is this different, and who could fill in as interim head coach? We discuss on today's podcast. Happy Tuesday morning to you, Aaron, as we continue our two-man pod theme today with without Andrew. Yeah, he's out of the country, down in Columbia on vacation, so I hope he makes it back okay. I hope things are going well. Uh, he should be back next week for the uh, the opener. Yeah, I know. It's I mean, we, we both saw him just before he left at a little surprise birthday get-together for him, and he's like, yeah, we're going to Columbia. I'm like, all right, good luck to you guys. Hopefully, hopefully you stay safe, so... At least I think they, him and his wife know someone that has lived there for a while, so they know the sp- good spots to go. But, yeah, um, still think it's uh, important to uh, continue our podcast streak here, even if it's just the two of us. And I know I listened to your guys' previous episode without me. And, yes, golf is sometimes more important. And I let you guys know that if you wanted to record a night podcast, I'd be down for it. But, no, you early birds will – Oh, we want to record in the afternoon. So actually, I probably could have recorded in the afternoon because we got rained out after six holes. Um, but uh, anyways, yeah, we did not defend the trophy. But I mean, it was kind of a weird. We had one a Spartans reporter that we have didn't uh, didn't end up showing up. So only only had three guys, and they changed the rules where who's ever drive you took you couldn't they couldn't hit a second shot. So it really screwed us with with only through three people. So. I don't even know the formula they used to kind of pick a winner because everyone only played like six holes, but we did not win. But still a, a good time and seemed like a nice course. Unfortunately, it just uh, didn't get to see much of it because we uh, it absolutely downpoured starting at about uh, 1230 there. So anyways, let's get into the latest in the Jim Harbaugh suspension saga. As, as noted in the intro, I mean, this is a, a three-gamer issued by the university, but also means Harbaugh will be back for the Big Ten opener against Rutgers. Lay this all out for us, Aaron, and, and what it all means. Yeah, so just to get people up to speed here, uh, for if, if you're not paying attention or you're lost or you're confused, um, yeah, I get it. Uh, there's a lot going on here. You know, everyone, I think, knew about the original four-game suspension that the uh, – Everyone thought Jim Harbaugh was going to face. Uh, Michigan had submitted a negotiated resolution to the NCAA that was denied. Um, so I think the assumption after that was, okay, Jim Harbaugh was going to skate through the fall with no suspension and they'd worry about it next year. Well, Michigan said, whoa, 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 hold on a second. So the, the university itself, the athletic department, Warden Manual, have decided to levy a three-game suspension on, on Jim Harbaugh for this season. Um, he is going to miss the season opener against East Carolina, the game against UNLV, 
and the game against Bowling Green, Michigan's three non-conference games. As of now, he will return for the Big Ten opener against Rutgers on September 23rd. Um, originally, under that original four-game suspension, he would have missed Rutgers, so he does come back for that game. Um, it was a little bit of a surprise, but not totally out of left field. I mean, this was a decision by the university to, um, I think, be proactive here. They wanted to get ahead of what potential um, penalty might come down the pike from the NCAA. Uh, the assumption, again, we're all kind of working on theories at this point because no one really knows all the facts. But the fact that NCAA denied Michigan's four, original four-game suspension request signals that they may be going for a larger a larger number here. So it could be six, it could be eight. We don't really know. But Michigan's, I think, trying to take be proactive here and take a bite out of that and say, okay, if you're if you're not going to accept our four game suspension, we'll do three right now and get and get ahead of things. Yeah. So I mean, it's important to note here that this isn't over. Like, I mean, it's yeah, they they've implemented this three game suspension, the self imposed suspension, but I mean, there's still the whole NCAA process that still needs to play out. Exactly. Uh, it's still going to go to a hearing. Uh, you know, Michigan is still under investigation. That has not changed. Um, so we're going to still wait on a resolution from the NCAA itself. Um, that and, 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 and you know, Ward Manuel acknowledged that in the statement that Michigan put out Monday afternoon, announcing the three-game suspension. You know, Ward said, "Quote: While the ongoing NCAA matter continues through the process, today's announcement is our way of addressing mistakes that our department has agreed to in an attempt to further that process. We will continue to support Coach Harbaugh, his staff, and our, our outstanding student athletes." Per the NCAA's guidelines, we cannot comment further until this matter is resolved. So it's still ongoing. The NCAA still has to kind of, um, you know, weigh everything, weigh the facts, and decide on some type of punishment. But whatever they end up deciding, theoretically, you know, the, the, the fact that Michigan is proactively levying a three-game suspension Harbaugh, that should come off of it. Yeah, and uh, obviously, is, is what Ward Manio said, we cannot comment further until this matter is resolved. But do you think that now that they impose this suspension, that it might be resolved sooner? Or do you think this is still going to probably be a, a drawn-out process that goes into the offseason and, and maybe even into next year? Yeah, that's that's tough to say. Um, I, I do think maybe the fact that Michigan has decided to, to levy this three-game suspension maybe maybe. Um, takes away the idea of them appealing any any punishment that NCAA, NCAA does hand down. And I, I think that was what was going to probably drag this out the longest. Michigan appealing, dragging it out, trying to bring this along. Because I, I don't think anyone wanted this to play out during the season itself because, as we all know, it just becomes a distraction. It's a distraction right now. It's, only, it's the only thing everyone wants to talk about. You know, no one wants to talk about Michigan football. I want to talk about Jim Harbaugh, whether he's going to coach and, and everything else. So ideally you Michigan punt, you know, punts this to the end of the season. They don't have to worry about it, but we'll see. It, the NCAA take, is known for taking its time, especially in these long drawn out hearings. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if, it, if, if this takes another four or five months, it wouldn't shock me either if the NCAA comes out in a month or two and says, okay, we've decided here's your penalty. And you know, you can be, you can continue it uh, next, next fall. I wonder if you're like the NCAA. I mean, do you treat every game equally? Because now, like, all right, yeah, they, there's still suspension, but now he gets to come back from the from the for the Rutgers game, which is a Big Ten game. And to me, I kind of feel like conference games hold a little bit more weight. So, I mean, maybe the NCAA. I don't know. It's all just speculation at this point. But they're like, all right, yeah, it's nice that you suspended him for three games, but like, it's he still has to serve some suspension during some notable games too and that that makes me wonder what uh, what could come down next season so and next year 
if they do just if they if like you said maybe they had a plan of a six game suspension total so if you do three games this year and three games next year but remember texas is on the schedule next year so like they finally get back into playing real opponents in non-conference play so yeah it's not a big 10 game but still a, a headliner game that who knows that maybe you could to miss moving forward but a lot still needs to happen before uh before we get there and and in a more pressing manner it's it's who might take over for his interim head coach over these next or over these first three games. Do you have any inkling of, of who that could be or who would you say some top candidates are at this point? Yeah, so I published something in MLive.com slash Warrings this morning, Tuesday, um, with a, uh, you know, a, a list of candidates. Um, you know, I'm first, I think first, the first obvious choice would be Sharon Moore, Michigan's offensive coordinator. Somebody who's kind of you know risen up the ranks in, in Michigan's coaching staff and become really a, a trusted confidant of Jim Harbaugh. Um, the fact that he is the play caller, the offensive coordinator, probably goes a long way. The problem with him is that you know he was one of two assistant coaches involved in this investigation who may be facing a one-game suspension himself. So if he is indeed levied a one-game suspension by the NCAA and has to sit out, you know, whether it's the opener against East Carolina or whatever they decide. Um, that would kind of complicate things. So I, I wonder if if him facing suspension may may rule him out for this. Um, but I got to think he would be the front runner in, in, in any other circumstance. So if you can't do Sharon, who do you go to? And I think Mike Hart and, and Jesse Minter are probably the next two on the line. Um, Mike Hart, former associate head coach, Indiana. Again, he's a you know he's a Michigan guy. Um, he doesn't have a coordinator role, I guess you know from a play calling perspective. So I think it would be. Um, probably a good move for him. It wouldn't, you know, um, bog him down in duties because say, you know, say Sharon were to get that job. Not only is he calling plays, he's coaching the offensive line. And then he's also tasked as being the head coach on, on game day. So there's a lot going on there. And then it would be a similar situation for Jesse Minner, right? He's the defensive coordinator leading the defense. And then you, you throw a head coach on him as well. So, I mean, it's doable. Um, it, it would just effectively, the interim tag would effectively be for game days only on Saturday. Because I was told that, that this Michigan imposed suspension of Harbaugh is only is only good for game days. He's still again like the NCA suspension was going to be. He he will still be able to participate in practice. He'll still be able to participate in team meetings and kind of game plan. So really, he's only missing on, on on Saturdays. And as we all know, he's no longer calling the play. So how much of an absence is he really going to be? And that's not a knock at Jim Harbaugh, but you know, it, not in that, but given the nature of the opponent, as we all know. Um, it, it's effectively going to be a cakewalk for the Wolverines in the non-conference. So I don't think it's that big of a deal. Um, it will be notable just because someone else is getting the interim tag. Someone else will will get the win-loss record and you know on, on the record, and Jim will not get it. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So it's 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 I guess it's notable from a statistical standpoint. But other than that, I mean, as long as Michigan wins and coasts like we all expect them to. I don't see it being a, a huge deal. No, no, my first thought was when, when we were first talking about potential replacements is I'm like, man, I really wish Biff Pogey was still on staff because it's, I mean, I feel like he would be an absolute character to, to cover for three games and get him in the, the post-game press conferences because we've seen what he's done at Charlotte in these first few months. I mean, he's creating headlines left and right. He's an absolute character. And it's like, you know what? It would be nice to, to deal with the head coach with some personality. And yeah, no, it would be... Um, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think, to me, with with Sharon also facing a suspension, it's like, do you really want if he is suspended for that first game? Do you want to then 
give him those head coaching duties, you might as well just give it to one guy for, for three games. And, and to me, it seems like Mike Hart would probably be the most logical candidate there. One guy you didn't mention, which I'm, I don't I, I love how, how he coaches and, and his personality is, is uh, Steve Klinkscale. I mean, he doesn't have much of a, a track record in, in that regard, but I mean, just, just his, his fire. I mean, and, and I think he can lead, he's a good leader. Um, and yeah, I mean, you can still have Sharon call the offensive plays, have coach Minter, Jesse Minder call the defensive plays and, and maybe just a clink still handle the overall team and, and just focus on head coaching duties and motivation tactics for, for the three games. But yeah, I mean, it really, it doesn't really matter which way Michigan goes. I'm sure they'll be able to, to breeze through these first three games, but yeah, like you said, it'll be interesting to see who gets that three and zero mark on on the record. Clicks kill low is a possibility, and one name I didn't mention on the podcast, but I, I didn't I did write about in, in on mlf.com. But Jay Harbaugh is also a possibility. You know, he's a guy who Jim has said that he's kind of been prepping to be a head coach one day, just given all the duties he's had and everything else. Now, like Sharon, he's also coaching a position group in the safeties and also coordinating a unit special team. So again, that's a lot of stuff on, on one guy's plate. Um, you know. So it, it's not not out of the realm of possibility. And one long shot I even thought of that I didn't include in the article, um, they've got a longtime head coach on the staff, Rick Minter, a former head coach at Cincinnati, Jesse Minter's dad. Um, they would obviously have to pull some strings to make him an assistant coach of the NCAA, but he's currently an analyst on staff to begin with. So he's not immune. You know, he's he, he knows how to run a team. He knows what needs to be said. I don't know what the dynamic is behind the scenes in terms of him knowing the players and everything else. Right. Um, but, you know, you mentioned Biff Pogey, and I'm glad you brought him up, actually, because there, there was a point a couple of years ago where Jim Harbaugh had to leave practice one day to attend a funeral for his family, a family member, uh, and he missed a practice. And he he made Biff Pogey the acting head coach that day. Um, like, you know, like Minter, Pogey was an analyst at the time, um, but he was a trusted confidant and right-hand man, so he felt, why not? So it, it's going to be a fascinating point. And another thing we haven't really discussed either is whether Jim is going to have if Jim is going to make this decision, I, I part of me wonders if if Ward Manuel in Michigan will maybe make this decision, appointing a uh, a head coach. You know, in the statement they put out Monday, they they said head coaching or uh, coaching appointments will be determined at a later point. So part of me wonders if this might be Ward Manuel's call and not Jim Harbaugh's, which I think would be fascinating too. Yeah, no, it would. I just wonder if if I, I think there would be some sort of there would be communication there with regardless of who makes the decision. I don't think Ward would just go out of the blue. I mean, again, you're you're not trying to to get on Harbaugh's bad side here. I mean, you you want him to stay throughout these next. I mean, you want him to be the head coach for the, for the foreseeable future, and just going off on a whim and, and naming the head coach without kind of his approval, at least a heads up to him would would might be a fracture that relationship maybe a little bit, a relationship that's reportedly been uh, on rocky ground at, at certain times too. So, uh, yeah, a lot to play out here. I, I want to get your thoughts on, I mean, Harbaugh did come out with a, with a statement as well. Um, I want to kind of get your thoughts on, on, on that. I mean, it was pretty short. It basically just said, in quote, I will continue to do what I always do and what I always tell our players and my kids at home. Don't get bitter, get better. Yeah, it was a line we heard. We, you know, we spoke to a couple of players yesterday, Monday, after the news broke of the suspension, and it was one of the lines that Jade linebacker Jaden Hood kind of repeated. You know, he said Coach Harbaugh told the team before practice um, when he announced that he wasn't going to be coaching the first three games. And he told them to get better, not bitter. So 
it's something he clearly, um, you know, used, I think, to motivate, to help motivate the team. Um, you know, he, he I, I, obviously, if he had his way, he probably wouldn't be suspended right now and be coaching. Um, but, you know, it, it's something where I, I think that the, the players are going to probably use it as motivation. I don't know if they're necessarily going to need it. Uh, but it's something that, you know, Blake Corum and, and others talked about in Indianapolis at Big Ten Media Days last month. You know, at that point, Jim was facing the four-game suspension, so it wasn't a different, much of a different situation as it is now. Um, so I, I think, you know, at the end of the day, I don't think it's going to matter much, as I said. I think Jim has kind of become more of a CEO as, uh, compared to, like, you know, an, an intricate X's and O's guy who, you know, helps determine the game plan on a weekly basis. So, um, you know, it's a loss. It's, it's going to be different not seeing him on the sidelines. I believe this is the first time in his career, at least from as a college coach, or he won't be coaching on a game day Saturday. So I think it's going to be weird for it's going to be weird for us, but it's certainly going to be weird for him as well. Yeah, man. If I mean, if only you could be a fly on the wall for wherever he decides to watch those three games thrown. I'm sure it's going to be extremely difficult for him to to watch that and not be on the sidelines. But what I find interesting too is that the news comes of of Harbaugh's new suspension. What was that Monday Monday morning or Monday afternoon? And they had mission had already scheduled interviews with three players um, from the night before. And the, the three players were all kind of reserve players, backup guys, young players. And, and the first first guy we get in, in the interviews is Kenneth Grant, sophomore, a defensive tackle who hasn't, I mean, played, uh, played all 14 games last year, but in, in a backup role. And I mean, it's like, He's gets up to the podium. I think this may be his first availability in, in a Michigan uniform in his career, and he gets peppered with four or five questions about Jim Harbaugh right off the bat. And uh, it's just like, man, uh, unfortunate timing for for him to to get his spotlight. <laughs> yeah, it, they're they're putting in a in a in a bad situation. Obviously, it's not their fault. You know, it's they are the next kind of players available to the media. So obviously, and that's the big storyline to ask. So, you know, it is what it is. I thought they handled it well. Uh, they didn't. They didn't divulge a whole lot. They obviously didn't tell us what was really said in the meeting, other than Hood's comment about Jim Harbaugh telling them to, to get better, not bitter. Um, you know, in a statement a week later heard from Jim himself. But Jim's re- remained rather quiet on the whole situation. He he hasn't got into the nitty gritty about the investigation. He won't really acknowledge the NCAA at this point, as he has been kind of advised to, not to do so. Um, the only real comments we have, you know, to this point were his offhanded remarks in Indianapolis where, you know, he, he said that, you know, there's nothing to be ashamed of. Uh, so he feels like I, I, at least, you know, the outward interpretation for me is that he feels like he did, he did nothing wrong. Uh, he doesn't, he doesn't feel like, you know, he, he deserves this. Um, nonetheless, I mean, he faces three game suspension. Michigan, I think is trying to get some of this out of the way now uh, because of the future, you, you never know. Obviously we don't know what Jim Harbaugh's future is going to be like either, but um, you know, as us in the media know, you don't really want to turn a one-day story into a two-day story. And unfortunately, this situation is dragged on now for for weeks and months. And I, I think if you're Michigan, at least the school and the administration, you want to put this to bed or get this, you know, quiet this down, you know, as, as quickly as possible. I mean, for us, we'll take it as a multi-day story because there's not much to, more to write about in the preseason, especially, I mean, like we, like we said, we, we're not privy to any practices for for, uh, for Michigan. So at this point in the preseason, it's, all right, when, when can we see see the game action and um, starting to get antsy for that first game? But the good news is less than uh, less than two weeks until the, the season opener against East Carolina. Um, over Labor Day weekend, it should be yeah, it will be interesting to see how 
how quickly they get that big lead, who's on the sidelines coaching, um, and, and, yeah, I mean, how this uh, 2023 team uh, begins their quest for uh, a potential Big Ten and national championship. Yeah, 11 days. I, I can't wait for football. And, and speaking of Jim, someone told me yesterday that the uh, the opening line for the East Carolina game went from, like, 36 to 33 and a half yesterday after news of Jim's suspension came out. So I, I think some folks are maybe overreacting to the news. I mean, that's kind of natural, if, especially if you aren't familiar with the, the ins and outs of Michigan and how things work. But, um, you know, so I guess sounds like some late money came in or at least re- recent money came in on East Carolina. Um, I don't know if it's going to be matter much. I don't know if Jim Harbaugh is worth three, three and a half points to the spread, but you know, it is what it is. We'll we'll see where things go here in the next 10 days or so. Yeah. Sounds good. Well, thank you for listening and uh, we'll be back with another episode of Wolverine Confidential pretty shortly.